Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk with Coach Sherm. Uh, thanks again to Tracy Jackson, who was on last week. It was a great interview. Great hearing about basketball in the DMV in the uh, in the late 70s there, mid to late 70s. And he's a fantastic player. Great interview. If you get a chance, if you have not heard it, go back and listen to that. Talks about his career playing in the DMV, then going to Notre Dame, going to the Final Four his freshman year, going to the NBA. And it's just a really great interview. It's a lot of fun talking to him. And also at the end, they're discussing the greats. We got in a little bit of a, uh, it, we had a great discussion about who is the GOAT. So uh, really excited about my interview today. Good friend of mine, uh, coaching fraternity. Uh, but before we get to that, remember to follow us on social media. You can search All Met Sports Talk on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the Twitter handle is at All Met Talk. And you can email us at allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. Big thanks to Preston Suggs, as always. Find him at King P. Suggs on Instagram for the music. Uh, he always is, is willing to uh, give you some tracks if you could pay for it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me get started here. Big thanks to my guy for coming on this week, Coach Jordan Griffin. How you doing, sir? What up, Coach? How you feeling? Good, man. Good. Um, so we we have a little bit of a rivalry amongst us, but I, I, I will say this. You're like my favorite <laughs> coach to coach against. Like we just kind of hit it off as soon as we met and we've we've done some battle against each other as head coaches and assistant coaches. But um, so you, you gave me two L's, though. I, I don't I didn't take too many L's at the freshman level, but you gave me two L's, man. I, I, I think I gave it. you I think I gave you three last year. You gave me three. Oh, no. You know, two in a regular season and championship. Yeah, you swept me. Yeah, it's a championship. I, 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 I still uh, feel some type of way about that. You're my guy, but I got to get you back. I still feel some type of way. I remember those games like it was yesterday. Um, it were some good games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one um, was uh, at uh, St. Joe. We lost. At a no, no, it was at theater. our place. It was at was our your place. place. Yeah. We lost, so we lost that one. And we lost that by like 10 or 15, 12, whatever. Yeah. Came back, scouted you guys, lost by two at the buzzer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, questionable call in championship. Uh, you guys got us out the way. Not to lie about that. The one. second half. The second half was second just half. yeah. That first yeah. half. I mean, it was you got actually. I think you guys were winning at halftime, but um, yeah. I, and out of all the coaches I've actually coached against, especially at that level, you're the one that the kids actually related to the best. Like you, know, you have your Loyolas, you have your Calvert Halls, but you know your first year there, you just made an impact there, man, which was. You know, very inspirational to me. Honestly. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And likewise, I mean, like I said, it's you know, it's it's a big coaching fraternity, but you know, game respects game, and and you know what you've been able to do there at Mount St. Joe. I mean, it's it's incredible. So and we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we get to that, uh, where'd you grow up? Tell the audience where'd you grow up, where, where'd you play, and and how you got yeah. into this coaching game. Yeah, man. Long story, man. Uh, I'm from Salisbury, Maryland. Born oh, wow. and raised, man. Eastern Shore, okay. Eastern Eastern Shore cat, man. And um, I grew up playing sports. Uh, when I was young, my father coached, uh, won a couple of championships down there. My mother was a, a bookkeeper okay. and did a lot of finances, but she also uh, she had some inspirational words, too, and that kind of helped out. She also showed a lot of leadership where she was just at her job, mm-hmm. you know, being the head of the finances, financial department at different um locations so then um that kind of just you know stuck with me uh, my brother really didn't like sports he was forced to play I'm the youngest of three on my mom's side and uh the middle child on my father's side okay. but uh, my brother didn't want to play sports but my mom forced him and uh, I was always around it 
my <laughs> sister was okay with playing it. So I'm thinking my brother and sister, like, hey, like, you know, they're both playing sports. They look like they enjoy it. I'm going to love it. But yeah. the whole time I found out when I was older, they didn't like it like that. <laughs> but uh, it was it was all good. So that's like, so sports has always been in my family just about. Um, my dad was a track coach at James had been in high school. They won two state championships. Mm. And I would go with him and watch him practice. And while he was practicing, I kind of figured that's where I, I'm guessing maybe coaching was always in my blood, just watching him and mirroring him. Like, you know, they're doing their stretches or they're, you know, running a race and he's cheering them on and, you know, coaching them. I feel like that was instilled in me early. Yeah. So going, going on high school, I'm with the James and Bennett, uh, three-sport athlete. Uh, the first year I played basketball, football, and lacrosse. All three years, all four years, I played all four of those sports. Um, I was, honestly, I wasn't into basketball as much. I love, I had a love for basketball, but I really, really loved football. <laughs> you yeah. just like me, man. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't football. good enough to play basketball in high school because our team was really good. Yeah. Um, going to state championships and stuff. But I love football. I mean, I was I was better at football than basketball. So Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't get no time in basketball. Like mm-hmm. uh I didn't make it my freshman year, uh made it my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um senior year I had to uh quit with family issues and um I just said I'm gonna focus on lacrosse and then senior year I was gonna commit to uh division three. I was either gonna commit to Frostburg or Salisbury University. Um but for lacrosse. Uh, no for bad after for football for football. football but okay. both both programs were gonna have me on like a weight program and I didn't realize how small I was back then. I'm small now but yeah. back then I was like like five seven uh, maybe yeah, five, five, seven, one, thirty-seven, one forty. I'm like, that ain't yeah. football size. So nah. I don't understand what they were talking about. And then with the financial aid, you know, with Division Three, they don't get full scholarships. And my mother was like, I just think you need to move away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do it. I was like, I just want to play football. And then she gave me the choice. And I seen how much I was gonna have to work. I was like, oh, maybe, mom. So then I gotta um, accept this letter from Salisbury University. Um, but they would not give me financial aid. She was like, I can't really afford this. And so she kind of forced me to go to Morgan. Oh, okay. Which was probably the best decision of my life. Yeah. I was an Eastern Shore boy. And if you're ever from down there and know anybody down there, that's all you know. Uh-huh. The, world is, the world is not bigger than that. So I'm like, my brother went to Morgan, my sister went to Morgan. I'm like, oh, they went over the bridge. It was cool. But um, nah, she forced me to go over. I remember the night like it was yesterday. The night I was supposed to leave because I had to go to a summer program for academics, I didn't come in the house till like four or five. She dra- <laughs> and she still dragged me up there, and my life changed. So um, with the Morgan, um, tried out for the basketball team, actually made it, but had to talk with the coach. <laughs> you like, made it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Red, red shirt though, red shirt. That's red okay. Shirt. Still do. That's shirt. Division One. Yeah. Yeah. What was your experience like going to HBCU? Oh, the best experience ever. Because I'd have to imagine it's a lot different than the Eastern Shore. Yep. So, but I didn't try out to my end of my freshman year. I didn't come in as a freshman year. I tried out to the end of my freshman year. Okay, gotcha. And that's when Morgan was really, really good. They went to the fine, they mm-hmm. went to the March Madness. Mm-hmm. But going on, moving forward with that, uh, my HBCU experience is, I mean, that was probably the best because it was a big culture shock. You know, the Shore, I went to James and Bennett, which – it probably was about 40%, I don't know, maybe 
40% black, 40% white, and then other ethnicity, other ethnicities. That's, that's pretty diverse though. Yeah, it was diverse, but I wasn't used to just seeing all black school. Yeah. You know, black music, just black culture, you know, black teachers or mm-hmm. brown teachers. And I was like, it was a real culture shock, but you know, I honestly felt home. Yeah. So, and I think that the one thing that people forget about HBCUs is HBCUs are still very diverse. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. They are. They are very diverse. You got, you got some Eastern Shore cats with some Baltimore City cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. So there's you, you still have some socioeconomic diversity, um, different cultures and things like that, even at HBCUs. So yeah, and it taught me a lot to be honest with you. The HBCU diversity and just meeting different people from different areas, especially black. Um, other black students in that um, in that in that college, just in general, it just taught me like the D.C. and Baltimore way. Mm-hmm. It taught me the New York way, the New Jersey way, and this is just all brand new to me. So I was cool with everybody. You know, I don't know how the rivalry is now, but it was always a big D.C. and Baltimore rivalry. Mm-hmm. Well, I was cool on both sides. So you yeah. know, you would have, you know, we'll have pickup games, or we'll have they'll have card games dc and baltimore anything was just a dc baltimore thing <laughs> music and they always arguing and it was, uh-huh. it was a good experience man i was just you know where are you from i'm from salisbury oh you hang with them I'm like ah still but those are my guys but i'm, I'm definitely a salisbury guy yeah and, I got, and you said something you said it felt like home that's that's yeah you man hear that a lot when you uh my wife went to hbc she went to Bowie. so oh yeah yeah yep i've been down to Bowie, and then it's just I mean, HBCU is great because, you know, you have a connect at like a Bowie or at a Hampton and you mm. go visit their campus and it's still different with the same culture. And it's just like, wow, like I didn't know this was even here. Yeah. So it was a great yeah. experience. I felt, made me feel, felt, made me feel like being black was a great thing. Yeah. I always felt like, you know, my father always instilled in me black power and it's that a third and, you know, you're a king no matter what, but just being in that environment just made me feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really here and I'm celebrating black excellence with everybody Yeah. and education. So, yeah. um, that, that was awesome. great. So moving on. So then, um, so this is how my coaching career actually began. Um, I got a job in Howard County, Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. I was, so I was, you know, my mother moved over here and my brother was already over here. My mother moved over here when I moved to college also. But I stayed on campus and they lived in Howard County. Mm-hmm. So I got a job at the YMCA at Elegant City, Maryland. Um, and that's when I actually got into teaching. I was teaching, you know, um, uh, children classes, you know, children, many sports classes. And I was like, I really like this. And I was doing a good job. I actually got employed a year, one year there also. But um, downstairs was a Ravens, actually. Ravens had like a, a league for AAU or travel teams. Downstairs, I would work the back door and I would just watch, you know, in and out, you know, youth teams coming in and playing. I was like, I really love this environment. I think I want to get involved. So I actually hooked up with my guy, um, Dennis Kirkland at Popolati. Mm. He actually gave my first assistant coaching job with team dedication. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. So I went out traveling with him. And this was years, years ago. This had to be about 10 years ago. I was traveling with him a little bit with his first batch of guys. Who actually went a couple of them went D D one I think uh, Chase, he's at GW now. And, yeah, he's uh, at GW. Yeah, got the other uh, kids. Is he's at St. Joe up in Philly. 
Yep. The Roosevelt yep. kid. Yeah, the Roosevelt kid, Cameron. They all were. Cameron, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I actually have pictures of them. They all were literally in fifth grade when I started <laughs> coaching. So it was good to, you know, join that culture. And I still really like this. So then um, I was still coaching with Dennis. And then, um, but the commute was kind of iffy for me, especially coming from Maryland. So, because um, he would practice deep in Jessup sometimes in Laurel. So I was still making the Howard County commute. So now I actually hooked up with the Ravens. Mm. And when I hooked up with the Ravens, I was with John Miller's team. Um, and with John Miller's team, he was the president of the Ravens. They had a pretty good team. Actually, everybody on that team went Division Two or Division One, not just for basketball, but all athletes on that mm. team. Everybody on that team, actually, 10 athletes went all to play in school. Wow, lacrosse, that's crazy. Yeah, lacrosse, baseball, and basketball. And I was with the Ravens for a while, and I was that's when I actually started training at the Y. And you know, you know, it's money in the training, but I was only making twenty dollars for three sessions. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Twenty dollars for three sessions starting out at the Y, you know, training different YMCA kids. Uh-huh. One of my first clients, and I grew up with him, I always mention it in my in my bio on Instagram or everybody asked, was D'Angelo Steins. Oh yeah. Monster. Yeah, I caught him when I was in fourth grade, and I seen him working out at the Y, and me and him had something in common. I didn't have too much family. He didn't have any family up here except his mother, because his mother's from Danville. So we would just be working excessively in the gym, mm-hmm. excessively. So I'm already at the YMCA, you know, running open gyms or watching open gym, but also staying there and just staying in the basketball environment. And me and him just worked every day, every day, and I grew a bond. He played for John Miller's team also. We would go to Myrtle Beach and travel all around. That's how I actually got into training. So okay. Once I had him, people started to see his progress. And also, I was getting the coach experience with the Columbia Ravens, with the uh, John Miller's team. It all just came together, and more would ask, more would ask, and go from there. So then the St. Joe job came. I get, uh, coach Clatchy runs a uh, Ravens camp. He used to run the Ravens camp. Mm. He was looking for a freshman assistant coach. Um, I was already – I wasn't hungry in the coaching because I already coached, and – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I'm a short guy. I didn't know anything about the Mount St. Joe's, anything about <laughs> the St. Francis's, you know, the Pilates, the Glenelg's. I didn't know anything about the MIAA conference. I had to do mm-hmm. research. So Coach Clatchy calls me, and I'm like, you know, who's this guy? John Miller's like, yeah, man, Coach Clatchy wants to call you from MSJ. I'm like, okay, sounds like a cool school. I look it up on the internet. I'm like, wow, like, this is a really prestigious basketball school yeah yeah i'm like this dude's calling me i'm like i must be doing something right so he gives yeah. me an interview i meet up meet with the president and the principal and i just started as assistant coach on a freshman team mm-hmm. and then i just started to you know learn 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 and keep learning and educate myself with basketball and while i did that i still was training and i just always kept that passion the only thing i had over here over the bridge i had a couple friends but i had basketball training and work and yeah school. I just kept that formula, and that's how stayed with me until this day. So then Coach Clash, asked me to coach, and then I was freshman coach for assistant for two years, then I became the head coach. And while I became the head coach, he asked me to come up to varsity. And I started running uh, different uh, – playing a different role with varsity also, and that's where yeah. I'm at today. Wow, man. Yeah, if uh, Coach Clatchy calls, you better answer that phone. So. Oh, man. You know what's crazy is, man, it's crazy is, man, I didn't even know him. But now I, I, he's like – I'll consider him one of my best friends. To be wow. Honest. That's we awesome. Talk, we talk every day, and not just about basketball, about life. Yeah. You know, he still thinks he could beat me in pickleball, but <laughs> I kind of give him the work in that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to have a relationship. And 
it's it what's weird is um during this whole path that I just described to you mm-hmm. um you know I'm very religious you know I'm a Christian um I go to New Psalmist Baptist Church and um uh, off off Liberty Road mm-hmm. out Windsor Mill or not Windsor Mill I guess they'll call it Baltimore Maryland but in that area but um my biggest thing was I had to talk with God you know one day and it was hard but I talked I said I think I really do want to save a life through sports yeah and um and you know I said this is my passion but I want to involve you in it he just kind of led the way like yeah. so when I was going to go back to D'Angelo D'Angelo didn't have anybody except his mother didn't really have him he was an introvert like you see him on Instagram now he's talking to everybody mm-hmm. he was an introvert but he was my first mentor and I was I was asking God like hey man is is this where is this where I start and he was like you just asked me you want to save a life through sports there yeah. you go you could be this kid's mentor and it just went from there and that's my yeah. motivation now yeah that's awesome man I, I I agree I mean it's definitely um I have my best friend on and, and that's one reason we're best friends Lonnie Moore but he he runs a Laurel Boys and Girls Club football program and you know we kind of said years ago when we were coaching football I mean man it was that that was just our ministry you know it's like it's what God called us to do you know, is to yeah. to coach and to be a part of these kids' lives, and and that they understand that you know once you stop playing, that's it doesn't mean I go anywhere. I'm coached for life. So, yep, um, yeah, you know, and uh, that's a great story with D'Angelo. He is, man. I mean, you talk about a. I mean, clearly, you had a lot to do with that with his uh, progression. You know, he signed with Old Dominion. He had you know several offers, but going to be at Old Dominion next year. But what a great career he had at Mount St. Joe. Yeah, man. Um... The the best part of the training was D'Angelo was always a worker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he would just be in a gym. He was a gym rat. So everything I fed him or anybody else fed him, it was there, man. And he was his story basically, he wasn't into the sexy AAU teams, you know, like the popular, like the thrills or the mellows or the Durants or the takeovers. He was just a Columbia Ravens player. But the best thing is he was just getting that experience and yeah. developing. And then his story was you know, a lot of kids think they should come in and just play varsity and just be on varsity their second year. He was a two-year JV player and then a two-year varsity player. Yeah. He re- he, and he really respected the process. That kid yeah. is a great kid, man. He's a little brother for life. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, you know, the so talk about coaching the freshman team because it's one thing that um, there's a purity in coaching when you get the freshman kids um, yes. that I really enjoy because you're still I mean you're always teaching the game but there's a there's a progression that starts with you like I think that you know freshman coaches are vital in in a in a kid's progression and and in their uh, maturity both on the court off the court but you know really like getting them to learn the game the right way so that by the time they get to JV and then varsity then they're ready to go Yep. Uh, freshman team is the trenches, man. Yeah. The trenches. I'm not sure how it was with you guys at Bilotti, Bilotti, but you know, MSJ, we are a winning program. So mm-hmm. it goes down from the varsity to the JV to the freshman. So, mm-hmm. you know, freshman team, you're getting the scraps, man. You're getting the scraps. You got to really teach them how to play basketball. You only yeah. have one season to do it. Yeah. Uh, and they have egos. Own. They have egos, and, and man. They have, yes, they have because egos. Because it's like they showed up like, <laughs> no, you recruited me. So they feel like, you know, well, yeah. I, I'm here because you recruited me. So I must be, you know, yeah, all I that. must be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's, but that's the difference in culture. Like, a lot of you guys got to recruit and talk to freshmen, you know, bring them along, you know. 
for St. Joe, um, if you were on a freshman team, that means you didn't even get recruited. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, all recruits go straight to JV and then, you know, you have your sophomores and then uh, we, we had a rule. We didn't have sophomores on the team. I wish we did. We didn't get to have sophomores because Prachi's mindset was if you're a sophomore on a freshman team, you're probably not going to make the varsity team. Yeah, you're not. They yeah, not, not, so not with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like it was an MSJ culture thing. So if you were good or half decent you're on the JV, so we would get the scraps. And we still had athletes. But mm-hmm. the difference in a football athlete and a basketball player, yeah. Yeah. you know, or a soccer player and then a basketball athlete, you know what I'm saying, where – He's an athlete where he can adjust, but he doesn't know the game fully because he's a part-time player. Right. But the hardest part was uh, um, getting the kids to play hard, you know, preaching the MSJ culture, getting them to care, and then just teaching the game of basketball. Like, I feel like some of them had a fifth-grade IQ. Some of them mm-hmm. had a ninth-grade IQ, you know? Yeah. But it's just the difference in playing hard. You know, on the freshman level, anything happens when – any level, when you just play hard and believe – and kids believe in you and you go from there. It was a, it was a great experience, man. Um, I actually learned all of my coaching. Like I feel like I got all the knowledge just from freshman level because freshman level, you got to coach every possession. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you get guys with pure basketball players, pure hoopers, you don't have to coach every possession. It just comes instinct because they play it so much. Right. Freshman guys, you know, you got to coach every possession, you know, you got to swing it or, you know, you got a backdoor cut or just rebound the ball. You got to keep reiterating. And that's what helped me to pay attention to the detail in coaching. Mm. So when that happened, when I moved up to the varsity level with Coach Clatchy and I'm running the scout team and I'm, you know, watching other teams' plays, you know, scouting their plays and then reiterating it with our scout team, it just helped out so much because the freshman level already got me prepared for the scout team to give those first team players a run for their money and get know what they're going to expect with the next game. Right. Um, so it was just freshman level was a great experience, man. And I'm retiring from it this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wish I had my record on hand, but uh, Clashy told me I was definitely uh, 80 for eight, over eight, over 800. I think it was like, 800. wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, but it it was it's a great experience, man. I got to meet coaches like you, but just the freshman level, you just have to just you have to have a passion. You have mm. to have patience. Yeah, a lot of patience. You got to know how to coach. You 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 can tell who can coach the bad players. Anybody can coach a great player mm-hmm. and just tell him to do what he does. But you got to know how to coach the players who aren't that good, who need to develop, who just don't have the IQ, and you got to teach them how to play. Yeah, absolutely. Great experience, man. Great experience. No, I like what you said. It's definitely you're coaching every possession. You're coaching all five positions. Yep. You're, you know, <laughs> you're, uh, and, and yep. you're trying to get everybody better, you know, individually and collectively. So it's been uh, many a time I've I've seen you, man, look on the side. I look down at you, and you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah. And, and then we look at each other. Like, There's a game, freshman basketball, man. Yeah. Freshman basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you get the whole gamut. You know, it's it's definitely yep. true. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. That that was great. Um, so talk about the uh, that rivalry that you guys have with St. Francis. You know, everybody wants to. You could say like like I know. I mean, I'm at Chapelgate now, but um, you know, just know you know who your rival is. You know, yeah. and and, yep. and everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's gunning for St. Francis, but there's really only one rivalry. 
uh, in the MIAA that, yep. that's that big and it's you guys and same friend. And it, I, one thing I can never understand is how you all split it, what seems like you all split the BCL, one will win the BCL title yeah, and one, one will win the MIAA. And I'm like, yeah. y'all just played last week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's like a like a seven game series or something like NBA finals. Like, oh, you guys won this one. We going to win this one. Yeah. And um, for those that, that don't know um, what that is, the the MIAA, everyone, you know, all the schools are in the MIAA. But well, not all, but obviously, the you know what I'm saying? The yeah. not every MIAA school is in the Baltimore Catholic League. So you have. Uh, like Annapolis area, and I'm talking in Baltimore Catholic League is strictly A conference schools. So B conference, C conference are not in there, but it's the um, like Annapolis area Christian is not part of the BCL because they're not a Catholic school, but St. Vincent Pilate was, is also not in um, the Baltimore Catholic League or BCL, but Garetti is in the BCL, but they're not in the MIAA. They're the only one. So it's very yep. weird. There's like Glen yep. <laughs> uh, Country is not in the BCL. So so what happens is you have the MIAA, and that's the season you play all year. Uh, but then the like the Mount St. Joe's, the St. Francis, the the ones who are in the BCL also play Garetti because you have BCL standings going on. And then after the mm-hmm. MIAA championship each year there or playoffs then there's a bcl playoff so it's very confusing for those that don't know um but there's really kind of two different leagues that are going on all year yep and to add like add to that like you know bcl is just every catholic schools basically if you want to like really keep it simple just baltimore catholic league school yep. except the ones you're ready so if you're a catholic league if you're a catholic school then you play each other yeah, except for Pilates, who's a Catholic school, but not except yet. for Pilates. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Which was very weird to me, man. So I, I heard, like, what I heard was that so, because if you look at the floor at Pilates, it says BCL on the floor. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So an, initially, what I heard happened because it's prior to me going to Pilates, but uh, was that they Pilates was accepted, and then someone did not or like put I don't know if they put up a fuss or or how the decision making process went that someone um did not want Pilates in it and because of that then they were left out but the, like the wow. stuff was already put on the floor and everything and yeah, then it's crazy like, yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy. but Garetti's in it and they're not in uh Baltimore they're out in <laughs> yep. Hagerstown so yeah way out there man yeah. weird weird yeah so anyway so let's talk about that rivalry um because like I said, there's two different playoffs. You have the MIAA playoffs and the BCL playoffs. And it seems like, and I know it's not this way, but it seems like um, you guys will split the two games you play each year. And then one yep. wins the MIAA championship and one wins the BCL championship. Yeah, man. Uh, that rivalry is real. I mean, as soon as I come to MSJ, even an assistant coach, it's all about, you know, St. Francis. I mean, you know, Clatchy takes one game at a time. He's not the one looking ahead. Other coaches, I had to learn, they're not looking ahead. They take one game at a time, which is very detailed, one thing I learned from them. But outside sources, y'all play St. Francis yet? You play St. Francis yet? Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is St. Francis? Yeah. At first, when I first started, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, wow. And that, that rivalry went from the freshman level to the JV level, which is always a big game. They call it St. Francis week, you know, mm-hmm. like how colleges do, you know. Uh, when Bama, I guess, plays LSU in the sec, you know, it's yeah. one, of those, one of those weeks, man. And it just the, – the the rivalry is just amazing. It's just, a, I feel like it's just, it is Baltimore culture basketball. 
Like, mm-hmm. if you want to experience Baltimore basketball, you have to come to Mount St. Joseph. Yeah. Um, they sell out early. Yeah, they sell out early. So it's crazy, man. They, uh, you got to buy your so, tickets ahead of time. Got to, yeah. Yep, got it. Yeah, so St. Joe made that decision because it was so packed one year where people were sneaking through the back door. You had to buy your tickets ahead of time, increase security. But then at St. Francis, you don't have to. But the line is just so long to get in. You run all the way down past the penitentiary. Yeah, man. <laughs> you got you got to watch it back a little bit out there. Like what? So, but it's a great uh, it's just a great experience, man. And like, if I had to describe, it's like a Duke North Carolina culture, man. Mm-hmm. When um, you know, we win, they win. But it's two different playing styles, but the both teams play hard. Yeah. Um, and that's what's I, crazy about it. I mean, y'all can run through everybody, but when you get to each other, it's like yeah just yeah. don't know yeah. you just don't know like i mean this year we fell short to them and then we didn't make the uh we lost the first round but usually every year we always see them in a mm-hmm. semi-final or final mm-hmm. um, my first real experience being on the varsity um being on the varsity bench during this game i, I would have to say it was just the full capacity at saint joe we actually i was sticks his senior year Mm. Sticks the senior year, we um we um we were going against uh Pilat, I mean not Pilat, but I mean St. Francis, and they had uh Ace Baldwin, who was a sophomore, who's really, really good. Yeah, he's I at believe, BCU no. now. Yep. Yeah, Ace Baldwin was a sophomore. Uh Jordan Tolls that went to LSU for football. But I remember he was like one of like yeah, fifth, fifth in the fifth yeah. in the country for basketball when he was really, really young. Yeah. Uh Ra Ra Jones. Yep, Ra Ra Jones. Yeah, he's uh, at uh, Chicago State now, I believe. Yep, another kid that goes to Bowie, I believe. Uh, man, I forgot his name. Uh, man, uh, man, I forgot his name. But he was on that team. Um, hey, Jason, couple- Jason Murphy. Jason, <laughs> Jason Murphy. Yeah, Chapelgate yeah. guy, right? When yeah, he, he was a Chapelgate for a few years and then transferred up there. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it was good rivalry, man. And then it was just, it was the intensity but, was high. Dang, you guys, but so you almost had sticks. You had. Um... So that year was, bef- I came after Morsell. So. Oh, did you? That, okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, well, I got on varsity after Morsell. Gotcha. Left. So we had um, sticks. We had James Bishop, who went from LSU to GW. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Brelsford was a sophomore. Yeah. He's, uh, at, he's GW. at G. Yeah. He's at GW. Jason Acapaye. He's at Fairfield. Yeah. yeah. Really good uh, player. Yeah, man. So that was my year. Uh, Will Sykes. He's at John Hopkins. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. We had all those guys, man. Plus, we had Kendall McMillan, who went to a Division II school. We had Tyree Myers, who went to Augusta Division mm. II. Um, yeah. We had a pretty good squad. Yeah, um, we couldn't get over the and Sticks, who's now at, he's with the Suns, right? Phoenix. Yes, yep. Sticks with the Suns. Yep, yeah. All American, Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, um, Big Ten. Um, Big Ten. Um, sorry, uh, he got so many. Man, he got so many. I know. Awards yeah. Played, man. Uh, Big Ten. Um, what do you call it? Uh, what is it? Player of the Year. Player. I don't know if he was Player of the Year. He's first team in Big first Ten. Team. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, first team in the Big Ten and first tenth round draft pick last year. Tenth overall, tenth overall pick. Yep, tenth. Yep. yep yeah. Tenth yeah. overall pick. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Great, great experience, man. And then every year, I mean, Bishop's year. Bishop, man, this dude yeah. did something one time. 
um, we were on the bench. It was right in front of our bench. And we had a kid, uh, Isaiah Oshanai. He's at Stevenson now. Great defender. He always yeah. wanted, he wanted everybody. Like he, mm-hmm. it, we were like, look, dude, we don't, don't even care him. if you score. Just don't <laughs> let him score. And he did a great job on, on James. And he, um, but he rose up one time and Isaiah was playing picture perfect defense. And it was a three points right in front of our bench. And Bishop went up. He's a lefty. He went up and in midair, he shifted to his left. Mm-hmm. because Isaiah's, I mean, it was like perfect defense, right? And he mm-hmm. shifted to his left in midair and let that thing go, and it was nothing but net. And yeah, and me and another coach looked at each other and were like, there is <laughs> nobody on earth who can do what he just did. <laughs> yeah, man. He was, he was amazing, man. He was amazing. I think, I don't know if that was at, at your home or uh, was that at us? At that, it was at our place. Okay, because I know our place when he played you guys, he had like 25 at the half. And we, yeah. oh, we, we slowed him was down. Was that his junior year? I believe it was his ju- it was it junior was, senior year. I don't know which one it was. It we, was his, we, we, yeah. Because year, we, uh, Murphy said, man, he said we threw everything but the kitchen sink at him and we still <laughs> couldn't stop him. He was, he yeah. said, he yeah, he said was we so thought good. he was going to get 50 before halftime. <laughs> yeah, man. He had 25 or 27 at the half and yeah. we just slowed him down. He, I mean, Bishop was. His favorite player is Kobe Bryant. So we had that dog in him, and he yeah. was just very big on mechanics and working out, and it just showed. He yeah. was a dog. Isaiah, one time, this was at y'all's place too. He frustrated him, and we could tell, you know, he was kind of walking up the court. He, because we said, just X him. You know, you're going to yep. X him the whole way. And I think Bishop only had maybe three points at the half, but Isaiah was just, you could tell, like, we we're like, yeah, he's really frustrated because Isaiah was like, the ball could be down on the corner. And Bishop mm-hmm. sitting at half court, and Isaiah's just right, right in yeah, his right shorts. In yeah. yeah, like nope, I'm not letting you, I'm not letting you free. And yep. then uh, he got in foul trouble, and we put another kid in. And Isaiah wouldn't talk. He he's like he never talked trash. He's just gonna he's just gonna play his game. Mm-hmm. And um, this other kid, I forgot his name now. I actually I do remember. I'm not gonna call him out though. But we he was a young cat, and we put him in. We were like, look. Just don't let – just do exactly what Isaiah did, and we can win this game. Just do not let him touch the ball. Mm. Why did he start chirping? As soon <laughs> as he started talking, I, we were like, don't talk to him. Bishop just went crazy. I think he probably had 18 after – like probably yeah. in the fourth quarter. But I was like, why are you talking to him? Like we pulled yeah. him to bench. We were like, stop talking. Like you're pissing yep. him off. Yep. You know, if you just play defense and don't say anything, <laughs> we're good. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, Bishop was just a dog, man. But, you know, great players bring out the best in a lot of the other guys, man. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes not the oh-so-best when it comes to trash talk and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Like, that's that's cat you do not want to talk to because it, it just set him off. And when he went off, it was not a good thing. So. Yep. My experience just said, you know, MSJ, like, you know, every year we always have a guy. We always have guys. Like, yeah. Clatchy's really big on recruiting. Uh, he's taught me before. One thing is he taught me, like, you know, you have the okay players, but it's not going to get a championship. You're going right. to have to have those championship caliber players. And he taught me how to just, you know, recruiting is big. You got to do the Huge. extra, do the extra. Yeah. And every year we have a Division One guy. Like, every year I could name two or three Division One guys there and then other guys that go to Division Two. And that was just the MSJ culture, man. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you kind of, you know, so this was his 27th year, 28th year. Yeah, something been there like a long that. Time. Yeah, been there for a while. Yep. Yeah, great yeah. coach, man. I, it's funny watching him because I talked to some of the refs and they're like, "Man, 
he looks like he's never talking. He said, but they said just because he's not yelling doesn't mean he's not talking. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he gives them the business. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't work to our advantage sometimes. We take coaches down, man. Yeah. Yes, he was calm this season, but he gives them the business. Yeah. They, give it, they give it right back to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's such a good coach, man. I mean, he, like I said, it's you could tell, like, preparation is everything. Recruiting is everything. He's really – I mean, his record speaks for it. So you don't stay anywhere 27 years by, by being a bad coach. So Yeah, man, 700 wins, I think. Yeah, crazy. Not a lot of guys can say that. <laughs> um, so talk about your team this year because you guys were just – there's a couple, you know, a couple sophomores you had that are really good. You got um, – uh, uh, Ace Valentine. A, yeah, Ace Valentine, and you uh, got uh, – Austin Abrams, uh, Sean Clark, the sophomores, Julian Montumi. Julian, yeah, yeah. Yep, and then, uh, I mean, the biggest surprise to everybody, it wasn't a surprise for us. We knew about this kid in the summertime when he came to workouts. Uh, the kid, Bryson Tucker, uh, father's a good guy, Byron Tucker. He went to P- Potomac Mills, then I think with the NC State, he averaged 35 at Potomac Mills, 35 and like 12. He was a 6'11". So then Bryson. He's How tall is Bryson? Bryson's now 6'5", born on 6'6". And he's a guard. Is he a guard? He's a guard, or a guard. yeah. Penny yeah. Hardaway's his favorite player. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling everybody now, you have got to remember this kid's name. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, will. it was a big deal when you guys got Ace last year, and he's he's legit. I mean, I love Ace. But um, yeah. but but you have got to remember this kid's name because he is yeah, like, watching probably, him play. Yeah, he's going to be high major. Uh, yeah. high major. He's already got different interests. I can't say it right now on the podcast, you know, because yeah. you know, colleges can't, you know, actually act like they're recruiting, but they're keeping right. in touch with him. But um he's got a lot of interest. He just made the USA basketball team for wow. sixteen, I think. Or invited to the invited to the team for sixteen. Yeah. And, and Ace is on that too, right? Ace was on that last year. No, Ace was on the no Ace was on USA. He was on the NBA. That's what it was, yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's the NBA uh, Youth League, and he was invited to that with Imani Hansberry in D.C. Yeah, a couple of the other Durant kids. Um, yeah, but yeah, we had um, it was a, it was a different year. Honestly, people don't know this was more of a rebuilding year for us than anything. We lost a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tyler went to GW, Will Sykes went to John Hopkins, Cam Sapienza went to State Stevenson, um, Jason Akapai. Uh, went to um, Fairfield, Fairfield. Yeah. you know, so that's already right there. Two division one, I mean, two, two division one players, two division two players. And then we had Antonio Hamlin who transferred to um, down South combine. I think it's called, I forgot what it's called. But somewhere in North Carolina or something. Somewhere in North Carolina, a little prep school in North Carolina. He's a division one, division two player also. But yeah. We had D'Angelo Steins coming off the bench last year. And we had Sean Carr, who's probably going to be a division two player this year at six, six. Yeah, we had a really good team last year, and this is more rebuilding year because, you know, Sean Carr is a great player. Um, he just really became a full full basketball player during COVID, and it showed because yeah. twenty five points against St. Francis this year. But he was a volleyball player too. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Oh, we also had a Sar Crawley. You know, Sar Crawley was yeah, second Crawley, team yeah. last year, but Crawley is a football player too. That's his first love. So we don't never get Crawley. While, while we're going in the spring, you right. know, he's priced with us in the spring playing AAU basketball, but summertime comes, he's, he's football, football. Yeah. all football. So but we didn't did he get signed with, did, Is he going to Morgan? Morgan State University, yeah. Yeah, to play football, yeah. So Solid guard, man. I still want to get some tape on that that playoff game that he scored. That, man, 
Come on, <laughs> let me let it go. The playoff, first round of the playoffs last year for varsity, and they called that foul on him. They called that foul or, or on, on us. On you guys, hit, yeah. He, he hits the, the two free throws to win the game with like a yeah. second left. But the crazy part about that game is he hit the big three. He did. To- to get us, was it to OT or get it to tie it up in the fourth? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, tie it up. Yeah. That was a big three. Without that, we y'all would have won that game. <laughs> yeah. No, he's solid, man. Quiet. Just game just talks, man. Just just ultimate he just, competitor. Yeah. So ultimate, good, man. Great defender. Yep. Yeah. Great on ball defender. So we had him and uh he was still kind of in football shape and usually take always takes him about seven, eight games to get in, but it's only a twelve game season. But yeah, he this still year played well. Man. Yeah. But um, we had him and, you know, Sean Carr and, of course, D'Angelo Steins. He was up for player of the year this year, played well, but we were just very young. And yeah. you could just tell, you know, Bryson's youth or, you know, the sophomore's youth that they're not used to the level of play in MIAA. Right. Uh, we also had a kid, Jalen White. He got a Navy offer. He's from uh, Old Mill. He was new to the team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, yep. He was, he was a senior transfer, but we also had another junior transfer, Aiden Mess. Um, who's sneaky under the rug. Um, Where'd he come from? Uh, Reservoir, um, Reservoir oh, High School. really? Yeah. I actually recruited him. Uh, sorry, Dan Lally. I don't know if you're listening or not. Because yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan was the old uh, assistant yeah. coach. I remember Joe. when he was at MSJ and, and then saw him on the bench at Resi. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of a little in his feelings about that one, which I understand. Aiden, Aiden Mess is a good player. So we were just really kind of in a rebuilding year. We didn't really fall off too much, but, you know. You're really young, but you guys will be a problem, man, next year and the year after. Yeah. And our culture, we did, our culture is not, we're, we're, we're always ready to play right now. We are a developing team. Every game we get better, every day we get better with full seasons. It yeah. just showed. So those sophomores, I feel like if they had another nine games under their belt, ten games under their belt, mm-hmm. we would have been, you know, we would have been way more competitive towards the end than where we were at. Yeah. And the teams we lost to were literally all teams who had sophomores last year who went through the same process that we went to, such as John Spalding. Carroll. Yeah. Yep, Spalding, John Carroll. Yeah. Um, except St. Francis, they don't they reload every year. Yeah, yeah. But um they had a lot of seniors on their bench that played last year that lost to us. They sure did. So, um, our team was really, I mean, I'm really happy for our team. It was just a lot of growing pains and rebuilding for us this year. And I mean, if rebuilding is still 11 and two or 11 yeah. and three, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, for sure, man. So talk about your, um, your, uh, and, and actually where people can get in touch with you for your training. Oh yeah, training, training. Yeah, um, so I have a Twitter account, uh, I have an email, I have an Instagram account. Um, there's no actual training name. I really try to think about it, really if I want to expand my business or not, mm-hmm. you know. But um, you can just find me at uh, coachjordan08 at gmail dot com, or my number is four four three three six six five two nine two, or on Instagram is coach uh, underscore uh, jordan j o r d o n. Um. And my Twitter also is Coach underscore Jordan, uh, J-O-R-D-O-N. You okay. can find me there. I'm usually on the social media. I'm like what more word of mouth. Yeah. And, I'll, put, and I'll, I'll add that to the show notes so that everyone doesn't have to keep rewinding here to, to write oh, yeah, it down. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll add it to the show notes as well. So I appreciate you putting that out yep. there. So. Yeah, I'm established a- in uh, – oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. No, I'm established in Howard County. Um, during COVID, the gyms weren't open, so I was actually pulling up to people's houses, you know, yeah. training – 
you know, getting it in. But uh, usually I have my own warehouse in uh, Randallstown. I just moved there. I'll probably be there for like another year or so. Okay. Um, then I'll probably try to move towards back to the Columbia area. But I, I usually train from at the warehouse where I'm at um, in Randallstown, where my home is, like um, where, where that's my home gym, and the YMCA in uh, Howard County. Okay. Yep. All right, great. So check him out because it is some great training. Though a couple, well, at least one of my kids, a couple of our kids actually have gone through you. One is there now, so which I'm really excited. I cannot wait to get him next year. You know, see what he can. Oh do yeah, first. oh yeah, Julian, yeah, yeah. Julian, yeah, kid. yeah. And I know Jax used to work out with you. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my guy, Jax. I had Jax when he was young. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about him for next year as well. So, uh, all right, so. That about covers everything. Got a couple quick hitters here for you, Coach. So um, you don't know the answer to these questions, um, so I'm excited to hear what you what you have to say. So uh, first question is: Your starting five for MSJ that you've uh, that you've had, you know, either, that, that have that have been at MSJ since you've been there. Yep. Wow. I'll just go. I'll, I'll go while I'm on varsity. I guess when I first came. Okay. So of course, you know, Jalen Smith. Yep, uh, sticks. Yep, Gotta sticks. be your five. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, man. James Bishop. Yep. Um, he's going to be your two. Yeah, Jay. Uh, yeah, so I'm, let me go down for my one. My one is probably going to be a Sar Crawley. Of yep. course, he's a four year varsity vet, even um, athlete. Uh, my number two, this is a little iffy for me, man. Uh, I'll probably go D'Angelo Steins. Okay. At, at the two. Yep. At the three, I'm going to go probably James Bishop. Okay. Or we'll switch D'Angelo and James Bishop, but definitely. You can play three guards. That's fine. Yeah. At the okay. four, I'm going to go Jason, um, Jason Akapaye. Yeah. At the five, Jalen Smith. That's a tough five, man. And I, I, I'm leaving out a couple guys, man. Sure, no, I mean you got man. you got a you got a whole bag to pick from. So. <laughs> a, a lot of people don't even know, man. Um, he was he's at UConn this year, redshirt. We had Javante Brown. Did uh, you? He was a can- Canada kid. Uh, he was from Canada. And he oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, I for, I, oh my gosh, how could I forget him? Because he yeah. man, he went baseline on us like three times at our place. That one. <laughs> you remember that game? When we did, for some unknown reason, we did like a quadruple header. So yes, our game didn't start yes. till like nine o'clock at night. Do you yeah, remember that? Yes, I remember that game. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he went, uh, he went baseline on us like three times in traffic that game. I was like, that was, I thought that was like his coming out party. Yeah, man. And then he went back to Canada last year, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that, he is that, at UConn. He's at, he just transferred to Texas, to, uh, Texas. I think it's University of, I'm not sure if it's Texas Tech or he went to Oklahoma. I'm not sure. I got to find out. He went through the portal? Definitely went through the portal, but he's down south now. So I heard, speaking of the portal, because the portal drives me absolutely bananas. Oh, man, same here. It's crazy this year. Yeah. I mean, every, like, I cannot imagine how frustrating it must be to be a college coach and to know that your entire roster is a free agent every single year. Yep, so it's crazy. 20% of all college basketball players are in the portal this year. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. 20%. 20% out of 400 kids, <laughs> something like that. This, this is wild, man. Yeah, more wow. than that, because you got to figure crazy, man. there's 100, you know, if you got 12 to 15 kids on a roster, 
Mm. Times up times what? It's like three hundred schools. Yeah, man. It's terrible, man. Yeah. I mean that's it's crazy. So anyway, I mean, that, that would drive me crazy. But sorry uh, to call me Javante Brown, Texas A and M, that's where he's at now. Oh, okay. Okay, good yeah. for him. Really, he was a nice kid too. Like just play hard. I know he started getting a bunch of offers his sophomore. Was that his oh no, because he, he reclassed to go up a year, right? Yeah, yep. Okay. Yep. All right. He was supposed to be 2021, but St. Joe made him come in as 20. Uh, yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020 it made him come in as, and he left though after his sophomore year. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Yeah, man. Terrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> the transfer portal is just crazy. And I get <laughs> it. Like, I, and I understand it for like kids who, I guess, kids that are like not playing or whatever. You know what I mean? I, yep. I, but even then, I'm like, well, you were brought, like you're a freshman. You're not gonna play. <laughs> you're not gonna play. But yeah, that's um, not that's not this generation. And I'm, I'm not. not knocking this generation, but it's just it's not them. Yeah, they, yeah. they just grew up a different way. They did. And I tell because I tell all my kids, I'm like, look, when you pick a school, pick somewhere that if basketball is taken away today, you still want to be a student at that school. Don't pick that's a school a, just for basketball. That's the perfect. That's the perfect thing to go by, man. Perfect way to go by. Um, Speaking on that transfer thing, I mean, it just relates to the the generation. I'm not looking down on it. I think that's what it is. Like AAU, like those kids who were in that transfer, that 20% who's in transfer portal, they were the AAU babies that started that we switched teams. I don't like this team, so I switch. I don't like this team, so I switch. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, so that generation that just came up, to it's the same thing that I used to do mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not fond of this team I'm not getting what I want I'm gonna switch and go to another yeah it's the perfect year to do it because I get an extra year of eligibility yeah <laughs> that's right yeah 100 so, percent yeah man so just a generation thing yep all right um starting five NBA all time by position man you're killing me right here bro <laughs> where, where, where we where we where are we putting the greatest LeBron at he can be wherever you want. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I would probably play him at the three, but I know you're an MJ guy. I am I an MJ guy. Yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> oh man, this is tough. I mean, I would go Magic at the one. Nice. Um, Kobe at the two. I, I go Jordan at the two. LeBron at the three. Uh, Timmy Duncan at the four, yep. bro. That's mm-hmm. my guy. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Probably I, I I would say error, but if I had to do it, man, I would. Ah, man, I didn't grow up in the Wilt Chamberlain era, so I can't say that. You know, I didn't. I, I mean, I seen Shaq play. I seen a little bit of Olajuwon. I was still a young boy. I had to look up clips. I'm gonna go Shaq just because he's in my generation. Hey, my generation. I'm not, I'm not mad at this. A lot of people. When I ask people that, a lot of I think Shaq has been picked more than anybody else. Yeah, but yeah, but you can't go wrong, right? I mean, there's, there's. I can only go by like with my scene in a generation. Like I yeah. feel like I feel bad like not paying homage to others, but it's just sure. like eventually the elders get lost. Yeah, because the new generation comes in, they don't look to them. You know. Yeah. I, well, I really like the magic at the one and the Timmy at the four. Those are, those are good. Yeah, Timmy, man, underrated man. They don't give him enough props. They give him props. They don't give him enough. I feel I, like. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, Coach, last question. I'll let you go. Uh, Well, actually, I have one more question after this. Five dinner guests that are alive, people you know or don't. 
Oh, man. Dago Barak. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Um, I'm a Drake fan, so I got to go. I've got to put Drake in that mix. Okay. <laughs> Just because he's my favorite artist. <laughs> uh, Denzel, definitely. Mm. Uh, Denzel and, um, and it's just a regular dinner. I mean, if I could, Martin Luther King. Nice. All right. Martin Luther King. I like it, man. That'd be a great dinner right there. It'd be weird because we got Drake there, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> Didn't you, who did you say for the second one? I said, um, hold on. I said, Barack. You said Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Michael. It's going to be really Drake, weird. Man. Michael Jackson and Drake. <laughs> yeah, man. Michael Jackson and Drake. We could talk some music. We could talk yeah. some politics. Yeah. Yeah. Barack could talk some ball. Yeah. Barack could talk some ball. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a little different. Still different. All right. Final four is set. Who do you have winning? Ah, well, I didn't have a winning on my bracket, but they have proved me wrong. I have got Gonzaga. Yeah. Got They're Gonzaga. tough, man. Gonzaga's going to beat UCLA. Yeah. <sighs> but, I mean, if Baylor makes it there, it's a big – I don't know, man. Baylor's good. I just feel like Baylor's style of play, Gonzaga matches. Yeah. I watched Baylor the other night, and one thing I love what they did was they really didn't use a lot of screen and rolls. You know, mm-hmm. they just found a mismatch and just used their guards' ability to go past guys. Those guards are like, so good. I actually made a point of emphasis on my training. I was like, I mean, pick and roll is part of the game. We're going to learn that. But I'm watching these Baylor guards, and I'm like, you watch the NBA too. I mean, it's pick and roll, but you have to know how to get by guys. And yeah. I've learned in high school, a lot of guys can't get by guys without a screen and roll. Yeah. So that's a, that's I, a very great observation. I've watched it. So I'm like, that's my big points of emphasis. Of course, I'm going to pre-screen and roll, and you know, situational stuff. But – I mean, watching Baylor the other night, how they found the mismatch and attacked hard. Yes. Even not even finishing, just making plays. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like, that's yeah. amazing. You, t- sure, you see how good their guards are and how much they trust each other. Yeah, absolutely. But I got Baylor and uh, Gonzaga, but Gonzaga taking it. Yeah, that's I, I have the same thing. I actually had that in my bracket. I, I started watching wow, them. Nice. Er- yeah, I, I started watching them early. Um and I was like, man, who is this kid, Suggs? You know? Oh, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. And this was probably like maybe the second game of the season. I think they had just beat Kansas, and they had put mm-hmm. 100 spot on Kansas. And I was like, Gonzaga put 100 points up? You know, so started paying attention to them. And then I could – I loved watching. that As many of their games as I could watch, I started watching. Yeah, man, they um, play together. They, the, I, every, they are a complete team. I mean, it's a clinic what they do. Everybody scores. All Everybody five positions. Scores, man. Yep. I think, think that's what I think that's what happened in my, my team, Illinois. Yeah. I had too much faith in Cockburn. They stopped him and you stopped the other kid. It was over. Yeah. Over. No, they're a complete so, team. Um this yeah, this will come out Friday, so the final four wouldn't have been out yet, hadn't been played yet. But um I've it I know that like a lot of the NBA got, you know, they're one and done. So you don't have those marquee names like you would have back in the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as names on the roster. So I don't know how good of NBA players they'll be. Um, I think Timmy will be a good player. Um, yep. I think obviously Suggs is going to be, I think he'll be a great NBA player, but outside of those two, I don't know. But when you throw in that team ball that they play, man, I mean, my yes. goodness, do they pat? I mean, they're so unselfish. They College- score at every pos- position. 
Yes, sir. That, uh, that's the best teams. When you got five guys, that's a threat. Yeah. It's hard to stop that. Yeah. It's hard to stop that. Yeah. I was telling some middle schoolers the other day in our open gym, I said, I want y'all to go home and watch them play defense. Trying to teach them shell drill. So just yeah. watch them play defense because they are, I mean, they give up some points sometimes, but they, Get and Baylor too. They're, if you watch them play, just help defense. I mean, everything about them is so, cl- it's a clinic. Um, and ain't just yeah. offense man yeah not just offense yeah and, and they'll score on you they'll put a 20 spot on you quick I mean I know like USC they just got blitzed you know yep. they put yep. the clamps on from jump and they just started <laughs> scoring so uh yeah, so anyway college, it'll be college fun. basketball college basketball is changing man the winds are changing yeah in different movies and I mean by that is it's it ain't the UNC's and the Dukes and anymore man it's the houston's it's the baylor's yeah zagas man I, that's what i love about it bro that's yeah what i love about it does mark yeah. few stay there if they win it win it yep you think I so think he, i think he does i yeah. think he does you don't yeah. think so <laughs> i think he does i had another coach on when we were doing our our college special or tournament special who said he thinks he's going to leave because a lot of these guys he can't stay forever coach k can't stay forever yeah um yep. you know these guys are going to start to uh i agree fizzle out but i don't know why you'd leave i mean you got a relatively easy conference schedule each year <laughs> yeah i, I agree I you agree. know you're gonna be obviously you're ranked number one they could go the whole distance you know beginning mm-hmm. to end at number one so um yep. so i don't know we'll see yeah man well, all right coach appreciate you coming on so um oh, everybody if you get anybody. a chance next season hopefully everything's back to normal and definitely go check out one of those uh, MSJ St. Francis games, they are, as, as coach just said, you know, that is like the pride of Baltimore basketball right there. You, it, it, it's Baltimore basketball in a nutshell. So. Yeah, man. Appreciate the invite, man. Definitely. Yeah. We got to get a drink sometime, man. Go out yes, and get a drink when COVID's over. <laughs> yes, sir. Looking forward to it, man. Well, you take care. All right, and man. everybody, uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another guest and already have that lined up. Uh, another former guest, uh, uh, University of Maryland Terrapin who played some years overseas so looking forward to that another DMV great and take care